What was that? Is something moving? Hello? This is Tales from the Mess, a gothic horror D&D series set in Ravenloft. Who are you? It's me. It's TK, your dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find my writings on tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the tiefling storm sorceress. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter or at lisapenrose.com. Hi, I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley, your artificer slash mad scientist. I can be found online at kaylakline.com or on social media at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina Afshalamov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. You can find all of my work at ashleywarrenwrites.com or on Twitter at AshleyNHWarren. Hey there, demons. It's me, your girl, Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, an occultist warlock with too many secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. There are others lost in the mess. This episode features special guests Jen Vaughn and Jason Carl. Find them on Twitter as at the Genya and Vampires and Vino, if you dare. Well, if you're going to stay, trust no one. This is episode 16, Through Rain and Through Storm. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the domains of dread. This is not a typical campaign. We're not a typical cast. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, uh, Lisa, Ashley, Kayla, and Hadil. And then our two... I, I did Hadil, like I'm Hadil. Isn't that cute? Funny. I'm cute. And then our two rotating members, Jen and Jason, for whom it is their final episode. I'm sure there will be happy endings for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's going to be silky smooth. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get straight into it, because we left in the midst of uh, what was being declared as a mutiny. Now, we have not rolled initiative or anything. Is there anything that you all would like to say to Brummett and the other officers? And it's Opal and... Um, uh, Opal and in, and in a crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> And Captain Garvin have just entered Captain Garvin's quarters. And we've been greeted by the uh, the officers of the crew there, right? Mm-hmm. And they've uh, yep. informed us that this is all part of some gigantic insurance scam. Is that right? Sure is. <laughs> Even in Ravenloft. <laughs> uh, so does that mean that Miss Charlotte Stern is... Yes. Outstanding. How about... You just let us off at the next convenient port of call, and we'll be on our merry way. None the wiser. Brummett sort of looks uh, from you to the other officers, and then to Captain Garvin. Sounds uh, awful easy. Like a happy ending for everyone. Yeah. Are you attempting to persuade or deceive him? I'm going to attempt to persuade him, and... um, I will add the following. Since we're putting everything on the table, Captain and mates, you might as well know that I was hired by Charlotte's father to find out what happened to her. And if I don't report in, 
there'll be others who come after me and others after that and others after that. And soon there'll be work, 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 and you won't have any peace at all. So you might as well just shake on it and let me off. Captain Garvin's shoulders visibly stiffen and uh, Brummett and the officers look from one to the other and they, look, uh, I don't know where you got your information, but she was dead when she came aboard. Same as all the rest. You know, you can explain that to the insurance people. Brummett kind of casts his eyes towards Opal and is like, what exactly do you think happened? Yeah, all, all my, uh, all Herr Stern knows is that uh, his daughter's body was allegedly lost overboard. And she isn't the only one either. To this, Opal looks Enid in the eyes and says, And that's why I must stay on this ship. Are you in on this Which... too? No, I have my own reasons. To help those, to help the souls make their way to the Eternal. To my Lady of Book and Bone. This is the worst night ever. (laughs) Fine, if that's how it's going to be, I will touch another tattoo. Okay, roll me a d6. While Garvin sort of starts to back away towards the door. Three. Ooh, what's a three? Three is a giant crab. Oh my yes! gosh! <laughs> Only aquatic. I'm so excited. Snap, 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 snap. Crocodile and a crab. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Alright, so, so maybe... you touch your tattoo. Mm-hmm. Brummett and five officers are in this quarters, and the five officers start to draw their swords, but Brummett sort of mm. puts his hand out and he'll... New deal. I'm listening. And Enin? If you want to go, you're free. Just leave the good doctor and the captain. The captain? You mean this wasn't his deal? Well, n- no, it's a, it's a mutiny, so... Whoa. <laughs> Where is Captain Garvin at this point? He has, like, started rattling the door, and he's, like, starting <laughs> to slowly open it. Besides, uh, he doesn't have much use for the money. Yeah, being, uh... He wouldn't- I'll look at the captain. Yeah, money's no good when you're dead, right? The captain sort of, like, slowly closes the cabin door ah. again. Dead is a very, um... I'm more in stasis, really. We all are. Yeah. I look at Opal. What exactly is your role in this enterprise? The the captain also looks at Opal and like sort of like makes like a facial expression like mm, maybe what if you didn't though? <laughs> <laughs> Is the captain trying to persuade Opal? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Opal's mouth quirks. She looks around and switches her black gloves to a pair of white gloves. It says. I am merely here to make sure the same mistakes are not made again by a certain captain. I think she's talking about you, Captain Garvin. Well, of course, but the saying that they were <laughs> mistakes implies that... Well, it implies a lot. You just need context for it. And they were already dead with the plague, and so I, you- do, I couldn't have it 
spreading on the ship, of course. Of course not, but there are things you can do. There's proper ceremonies and burials and rituals. You don't just cast them into the depths. Well, it's not my fault. You were dead at the time. It's not like I could have learned it. Wait a second, wait a second. All, all Harris Stern cares about is that his daughter gets a proper burial. I'm sure that if I can assure him that that has happened, he'll let the whole thing go. Garvin sort of like looks over his shoulder at Enin, and then Brummit opens his hands and, if you don't mind, uh, I'll have the other officers escort you back to your quarters, and we'll ensure that Air Stern learns everything that he needs to know. Let's see, they outnumber me like what, two to one, three to one, even with <laughs> even with the summoned animals. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Couldn't be better. Sure, let's go. Opal does hold up a hand. I will say there is something else on board. Oh yeah, the shadow thing. Something not on the something not on the manifest. From it sort of sets his jaw. Okay. You and the captain stay in here and tell me all about it. Why don't we all go to the infirmary instead? Roll me a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Is this persuasion or deception? It's just persuasion. Okay. Roll me persuasion. And I'll roll against you for insight. Oh my gosh, where am I? D20? I found one. No. That's a D10. That's not helpful. <laughs> Could I roll it twice? No, that's stupid. Don't say that. Oh my god. Opal got it straight 10. I hate this. I'm so mad. <laughs> I got a 7 and I have no modifiers. <laughs> I'm so bad. All right, he has a seven, so. All right, but call out to anyone? Bring anyone in the infirmary after us? It's on your head. I would never endanger someone purposefully. Sounds good. And uh, the officers, with their sabers still out, begin to open the cabin door and file out. Where is the ship at this time? Will you two follow? The ship has... Mm, so let's say this is probably an hour okay. after that fight. So as far as the ship can travel in an hour, according to the Ghost of Saltmarsh notes for a... Uh, out of... For a military vessel, which I think is like... Out of sight of land, in other words. Yeah. Duly noted. Well on the open sea. Just checking. Yeah, well away from the Lutia Bazaar, which has broken up. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So, they will begin to file out. Do you two follow? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will cast a look backwards at Captain Garvin, though, and glare at him. Garvin will bring up the rear and sort of like... Well, he'll bring up the rear with Brummit and sort of like twist his hands back and forth and back and forth. Like, ugh. Let's bounce ahead to Mercy and Constantina. Now, Mercy and Constantina, you are outside of Ingrid's um, room, listening to her speak. And Vargas's back straightens immediately. And he looks at the two of you and says, I'll be right back. I just need to, um, I just need to freshen up in my room before I meet her. And uh, starts, like, very stiff-leggedly walking away. But we were going to gloat together. (laughs) 
Don't worry, there's plenty of gloating to be had, I promise. Should we wait here for him, Constantina? Look up, Vargis was going to show me how to gloat, and we were going to make Ingrid very jealous of the sacrifices that I made while I'm still covered in blood. Uh, it is good timing to do that because you are covered in blood, but I really feel like we should go find Vasily because aren't you worried about this this whole thing about it being two years later and we didn't know? But maybe we should check with Ingrid what year it is and she can confirm. Okay, that's that's a good idea. Um, I'm not very good at gloating, but I can try. What do you want me to do? Okay, we, okay, we will, well, oh no, Vardgis was supposed to tell me what to do. I bet we can figure it out. Um, okay, well, um, do you want me to, like, play music for your entry? Is that how people gloat? It sounds like something one might do. Yes, play music. Okay, I mean, I know it's... But but wait until, like, right when she opens the door, so it is, like, a surprise. Okay, I know that's, like, what cool people do. Like, they have, like, their own, like, theme song and stuff, so I don't know. Maybe she'll find oh, it's really cool. A theme song! <laughs> okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to knock, okay? okay? Are I you ready? I pull out my violin from my um, magical, like, violin case, and I um, prepare to play music. <laughs> and, like, Mercy, like, normally she would, like, brush her hair out of her eyes and stuff, but she's, like draping i don't know she's trying to look creepy and bloody this is bragging about a sacrifice and then i knock on the door this is just like wrestling uh, and then i'm like trying to like lean in the door frame like trying to figure out how to act oh my gosh cool. i'm ready <laughs> okay so uh the door kind of creaks open a little bit and hello oh ingrid is that you what are you doing here <laughs> i'm st- I'm staying here on the ship. Are, oh, do you- what, a, what a coincidence. Con- Constantina, the music. I start, like, um, just, like, you know, sawing up my violin. Um, like, yeah. It's just, like, one note. What kind of song? <laughs> I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, yeah, what it. a Mercy song sounds like, like, on the fly and trying to, yeah. So it's uh-huh. kind of, like, building. It's a little, it sounds good, but it's a little, um. Is it like changing keys, like as you try? Yeah, to it's out? like it's a little spooky sounding. I'm trying to go with your whole like vibe right now. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta hum it. Oh, so I just rolled a, a d twenty for um for Ingrid's insight, and she got a three. So she sort of like peers at you through the door, and she narrows her eyes. Mercy, I. I just never really, you know, I think it's better if we're friends. But I, but I, I mean. With dinner and the violin, it's too much, don't you think? Oh, oh, no, no I, um, I, well, being rejected kind of sucks. Um, but uh, no, no, I don't have dinner. I have been very busy. I did uh, some sacrifices on the deck of the ship. Oh, we were attacked by undead, um, and and fishmen. Um, uh, but I but I saved everybody, and I sacrificed uh, a bunch of the crew to death. And Des accepted Sam, and then the undead left the sheep. Aren't you proud of me? Don't you think I am so cool? You see her sort of dart her eyes at you, and then Constantina, and she seems very distracted. So. Let me get this straight. Um, what you're saying is that you don't have dinner. Are we gloating, right, Constantina? Mm-hmm. Is this how fun gloats? I like playing my violin like louder and louder. <laughs> I specifically asked for dinner at nine. Oh, 
I think that maybe uh, the crew was distracted because they were dying because of the because of the fishman. I did not ask for excuses at nine. Oh, I thought maybe, Ingrid. Why don't you like me? You've never liked me, and I saved everybody, and I sacrificed those people, and and it worked. And you still don't like me. I put my violin down because I see that Mercy is upset, and I was not expecting this. Um, ex- excuse me. Why didn't you like Mercy? Everything she did is completely true, and maybe you should have been helping us uh, on the deck fighting what? all of these enemies while you were just in here yeah. being lazy. And you had the audacity to ask for dinner. How dare you? Yeah, gloating doesn't feel good. I don't like gloating. You don't need to gloat, Mercy. You're so much better than this person anyway. Like Ingrid Watt looks back and forth at both of you. It's just, I, I did, I, uh, this, this seems like a very big deal to the two of you. Um, I'll just, uh, maybe come back when you're less sensitive. I don't, (laughs) I am going to cast (laughs) friends (laughs) on Ingrid. It has worked perfectly every single time that you've done it. So, one hundred percent. Okay, it. I am definitely doing it. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Um, so I basically I have charisma checks or advantage on charisma checks um, for one minute. So I would like to, let's see, I would like to try to intimidate um, Ingrid okay. and. I'm going to um, going to hand my violin over to Mercy, like hold my beer. Okay, so basically the the impression that you're giving Ingrid is not necessarily that you are you are like lifelong friends, but that you are like you have always been better than her type thing. Um, well, I kind of just want to get in her face for a minute, um, to knock her off her high horse. Um, it's not so okay. much that I'm. Yeah, I mean, I want her to know that Mercy's better than her. I don't really care what she thinks about me. But yeah, I just want to like, okay. I just want to like, put my violin aside for a second. And they like to get up in her um, face. As Constantina is deciding this in her head uh, and handing the violin to Mercy, Mercy says, I'm not sensitive. And like little sparks go across her body. And then a tiny red, red like lightning zap like goes to the doorknob or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Ingrid, like, her hand off of the door and it swings open a little bit more. I would like to, I would like, hmm, I don't literally know how to control my wear jackal behavior yet, but I'm going to <laughs> try to, um, I, to the best of my ability, I just want to kind of pull a little bit from where I know that like heat is when I like transition and like make my eyes like super glowy um, to okay. make it look. Please make Ashley roll <laughs> so there's a chance she <laughs> She I will like make Ashley Ingrid. roll, but there is a there is a <coughs> range for when you roll to get it without losing control. This is so this okay. is such a mess. And it's a wide range right now, but losing control won't mean that you like tear them apart or anything. You will succeed on this and intimidate her, but I but there's a range for how much control you as a player are going to have over this. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to do it. This made me really angry as in, in character. So yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, roll me a d20 and let me know what you get. Okay, I'm going to roll my um my new dice that I got from level up. That's like, it looks like a jackal eye. So, God, okay, this is going to be such... Let me know if it's between a 10 and an 18. <laughs> this is going to be such a mess. A 16. Describe to me what it looks like. My heart's like pounding right now. <laughs> I'm like, this could be such a mistake. Um, Yeah, so I I get close to Ingrid and I'm feeling very like, I do feel this powerful anger as she is insulting my dear friend Mercy. And I try to, I, I know that it's kind of a delicate balance, this like heat that I feel. And I try my best to, ch- to like channel it into my eyes. And I do momentarily like almost like feel the glow that's like coming out of my eyes to make them look um, a little bit more like golden and feral. And I just like get up real close to her and I'm like, you have no idea who you're dealing with. So I would keep your mouth shut if I were you. She begins to back away in fear. As as you do that, you begin to you snarl at her, you growl, and your canines have gotten enlarged. And your eyes have taken on that distinctive golden uh, shade to them. And it feels, Constantina, it feels mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it does. This power, this ability to create that delicious smelling fear in another person. Mm-hmm. This woman is prey. You could do whatever you wanted. Yup. <laughs> Remember that. Remember how good this feels. Remember what it feels like with that fire in your veins. Yup. Your stomach growls. Um, well, I'm hungry too. Maybe we should all get some dinner. I take my violin back from Mercy. Thank you for holding that. Here you go. Welcome. Ingrid shakily opens the door of the rest. Did you want to get dinner for this house? I could understand if you don't, you know. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Me. I've just had, you know, a busy night and it's been very stressful. Um, I will, uh, I, uh, I'll order something. So, so you don't want to get dinner visas. Uh, Ingrid's eyes flash over to Constantina. Constantino, what's the vibe you're trying to give her? Um, that she needs to say yes to Mercy, or I'm going to destroy her. <laughs> no, we should definitely get dinner together. We should catch up. I haven't seen you in years. You want to get dinner, V-Sweet? Yes, I've just been so stressed, and, you know, that life in Darkon is so, is so crazy now. <laughs> you know, and we have the, there's an alumni dinner coming up. Yes, yes, come back. Uh, everybody's been asking after you. Yes. Oh, they so have? Yes, yes, oh. they have. Every, everyone. We can catch up and you can tell me how people like me. And, oh, I'm so excited, Ingrid. <laughs> I knew that we could be friends. Yes, of course. Best friends. And I loop my arm with hers and I say, come, I will introduce you. Oh, you know Vasily, actually. Vasily's here. Uh, she starts through the door and then stops and loops her arm back out. Actually, um, I just need to get something from my room, but I will, uh, I will meet you. Uh, very soon. And in the mess hall? Of course, of course, in the mess hall. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, of course. Thank you, Ingrid. Oh, by the way, what year is it? (laughs) What years? Uh, And she just sort of, um, and then she asks the DM to check real quick. (laughs) That's fair. Because it's actually really important what year it is. So I will, what I will do is I will, uh, message it to you later. Um, okay. Because but I it, does it remember. confirm that it is two years further into the future than we thought it was? It does. <laughs> when she says that, Mercy seems sort of distracted. And then she's like, yes, we will meet you in, in the mess hall. Uh, Constantina, we should find yeah, Vasily. 
yeah, she she slams the door, and then you can hear a lock on the other side. <laughs> There's like ten locks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight locks, a chain. The sound of furniture moving. <laughs> oh my god. Good. Okay. Now, if you'll take a look at the map that's in Discord, you will see that the captain's quarters are about two cabins down from Opal's on the opposite side of the hall from where you two are. Who would like to go next? Do we want to do Jen and Jason again? Or do we want to go to Kayla and Vasily? Let's do Vasily. Vasily! You are in your son's laboratory. Oh, God. He has opened a hole in the wooden wall on the main deck, and you've stepped through, and it is this bright, incredibly, like, brightly lit copper, brass, huge vats with all of these gears and levers. Uh, Upon close inspection, you realize that they don't actually do anything. They're mostly there for show. But you do see a table with many instruments laid out. Um, I actually had some notes on describing his lab because you you asked me to. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) um, Actually, I have it to where um, he definitely painted a lot of this bright yellow. And he drew really crude drawings of, like, sunny hills and suns. And the suns have, like, faces on them, little happy faces. Oh, my gosh. And he has has a little corner over to the side that's filled with, like, cushions. And he has a sign over it that says Cozy Corner. And and then across from that, one of the corners has his desk in it. And it has different, like, block print posters of blink dogs wearing sunglasses with, like, motivational text on them. And that's all, like, all around his desk. And, 100%, yeah. <laughs> and he has, like, stuffed creatures in, like, that he put little lab coats on that are, like, his assistants. And they're just sitting around in, like, various positions where they look like they're doing things. Like, he posed them. So he has friends. Yeah, they have, like, little unlit Bunsen burners and test tubes filled with just what looks to be colored water. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, tied, like tied them to their little, like, paws. Mm-hmm. So you'll see that each of them has either this sort of like black and orange wigs or they have little paper beaks. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so they're all just me, me and him. <laughs> wow. Cool. You also see an open journal that has your face on it, handing him sweets. That's his best day ever. <laughs> just yeah, he probably has like a big sign on one of the walls that just says, X days since mother praised me or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just it's just like it's never been written on. <laughs> yeah. Never. Um so I guess I I climb up in there and look around and just immediately just shudder because it's completely not something I would like. What do you think, mother? It's definitely you can tell that you put it together, that's for sure. Yes, this is where I science. And he sort of puts his arms out very elaborately and dramatically. Vasily, like, reaches over and, like, pokes one of the the stuffed animals and knocks it over. It's one that, like, is dressed up to look like her. It gives a very, like, defeated squeak when it hits the ground. What? What? Are, what is all of this? Uh, these are my assistants. Did you, did you make them? No, I'm not very good at sewing, Mother. <sighs> oh, boy. Um... I need to make some potions. I need to make some tinctures. Oh, of course. Well, what do you need? She kind of looks around and 
looks and sees a table that has different like test tubes and <clears throat> flames and stuff, you know, alchemy things. Um, I know alchemy. Uh, so she kind of goes directly over there and fishes around in her pocket and pulls out two little vials and hands them to Nicodemus. And she looks at him and she says, you're going to help me with this. Science together. Science together. And <clears throat> one of the vials is a bunch of crimson feathers and the other is some like black goop that's like moving around very slowly. Oh, what are these feathers from? Uh, a very weird dream thing that we all had at the same time. It was weird. I just have a feeling that this will help. I have a feeling that these two things will help. I'm usually right about this. Not another son? No, not another son. I don't... You're the only one that has feathers. You know that. He smiles so big. (laughs) (laughs) And... Excuse me, realistically, she's she's having him help because she does not want to touch this thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "Mm, I don't know. So she starts directing him on what to do, like what different things, looks around, finds his cabinet of different ingredients and -hmm. and things and directs him on how to hopefully make some potions for Constantina. Yeah, he um, starts... Pulling, he pulls out like this sort of um, makeshift crate that has all of these spoons and measuring cups and other tubes, uh, rulers, scales, and begins taking these tweezers and pulling the red feathers out and pulls out like a little jeweler's eye magnifying glass. And he'll, this is a feather, mother. <laughs> yeah, he, mm-hmm. You don't need to look at them. I know what they are. <laughs> Just, just, just do what I tell you to do. He starts to like sniff it. He's like, "Don't, don't put that in your mouth." <laughs> don't. Uh, she like grabs it, grabs his wrist, and like pulls his wrist down because he very clearly looks like he wants to eat it. And yeah, um, he he begins to line things up, and he pulls out some solvents and a few uh, elixirs. Several of them are glowing in a way that seems precarious. She kind of pulls up her little magnifying glass on her necklace and examines each of them as close as she can. Can she determine what these are? This is my laboratory. Vasily puts her hands on her hips and looks at him. He begins slipping on gloves. (laughs) (sighs) She, she like, without even moving, sticks, like, kicks her leg out and tries to knock something over, like a chair. She just knocks a chair over. It's just me. Just, like, knocking. <laughs> just, like, <Yeah>. meh. <laughs> meh. When you do put on your, your goggles to examine it, you see that these are, um, they, they're essentially binding agents to dissolve the materials and bind them into a potion. Do I know why they look glowy or special or is it just that's just the way they are it appears to be cosmetic oh my god okay well i didn't teach him that no i didn't teach him anything really yeah when he uncorks them there are these little phosphorescent bubbles that kind of float out oh god okay this one smells like great (laughs) (laughs) okay put that one in there (laughs) maybe she'll like that i don't know i don't even know what she likes or cares i don't care what? Who, who is she? Who is? Who are these four? 
You remember that very forgettable woman I was traveling with? With a very forgettable face? No, Mother, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> she has a very plain, average face. Oh, do we like her? No. Mm. The Tutti Frutti, then. <laughs> <laughs> he just selects, like, a bright pink one. <laughs> Alright, so... You spend about the hour after the entire battle going through and making these potions. I would like for you to roll me 2d20s to see how many potions you get out of these. Okay. I'm going to use my riot dice. Don't don't fail me. You need between 1 and 10 to get one potion, 15 and 20 to get three potions. 17 for the first one. Okay. That's your feathers. And four for the other one. Ooh. Okay. So you have... Three adjutants and one to bring her down. Oh god, that's that's the worst possible outcome. Oh boy. Maybe next time you'll be nice to me when we go to conventions. <laughs> I was so nice to you. Okay, well I know. <laughs> Vasily's fine with it. Just like okay. whatever. I tried. Yeah. And it's not like you can't replicate them. Yeah. I assume you took notes. I did take notes. Okay. Well, I made Nicodemus take notes. It's probably all like smiley faces. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just stick figures. Yeah. It's stick figures with like some advanced like <laughs> chemistry like some, in the corner. Like al- alchemical symbols. Mm-hmm. He understands it. It's fine. It's alchemical f- symbols with like little Google eyes attached to them. Yeah. And he like glues the googly eyes into his book. It's just 100%. so thick. And he dots, like, all of the (laughs) integer letters with hearts. Oh my god. I hate him. What else would you like to do? Um, I want to look around the lab. What what all does he do? Like, can I tell what he does? Do I have to speak to him? Like, is that a requirement? No, you can look around the lab. Go ahead and roll me an investigation. Alrighty. Thirteen. Okay. The difficulty was 10, so that is enough to tell you that as you're looking around here and he's writing up all of his notes and he sort of elbowed you out of the way of replicating some of these potions, you start to go through his things. You start to go through the boxes, the barrels, the enormous rope piles. It seems like he went down to the cargo hold and has just been hoarding things from the cargo hold straight into his lab in case he needs them. One of the things in particular that he has is what appears to be a bronze diving suit. And you can see by the hammer marks that he's attempting to turn it into a breastplate, but he's not an armorer, so just looks like a diving suit. <clears throat> I'm going to just like <clears throat> clear my throat and gesture towards it. I'm like, hey, number five, what is ah. this? Oh, that's my magic armor, mother. It doesn't look like it would fit you. No. I just sort of gave up. Can I. Uh, can we finish it? It seems like something I could wear. And you can see him sort of, like, give you, like, a very sly, you don't even know what it does, mother. Uh, I know it would give me actual armor, which I need. <clears throat> I need that very much. 
sounds like you need my help. Uh, I, I feel like that's a stretch. I just need your items, the things that you own. I just need to take them from you. I'll trade you for some licorice. And I he pull out very my baggie smug. of licorice. What do we say? <sighs> now. I suppose you could just do it yourself, mother. She, like, walks over to the, the little <clears throat> hatch in the, the floor that I crawled up out, <laughs> out of. <clears throat> and she dangles the bag of licorice over the hole. <laughs> Fine. Like, what <laughs> what do we say? Number five? <laughs> Gimme. <laughs> she just tosses it at him. <laughs> he just eats the entire bag. Ugh. God. Thank you, mother. Mm, let's right. let's finish this. Okay, so the rest of the two of you begin working on this magical breastplate. Did I sp- send you the stats for that? Mm-mm. All right, it'll take a short rest to finish it. Okay, and then I'll send you the stats after it's done. Cool. All right. And in an opal. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't take very long for you two to walk. Two rooms down the hallway towards the infirmary. Who enters first? Opal does. Opal enters? Mm-hmm. Several of the officers station themselves outside. And then who goes next? Oh, I'll be happy to go next, but the uh, crab and the crocodile will stay outside here and stand next to each of the officers. The officers look very uncomfortable, kind of the but don't. They don't move. Now, they just look incredibly I'll stop before I go in. Now, my little friends, if I shout, you go ahead and help yourselves to these two. The uh, the crocodile just sort of growls mm. uh, affirmatively. Opal calls out, you don't need an invitation to come in. I'll enter the infirmary. I've been in here before. I know. And Opal goes over to the third medicine cabinet, um, the locked one, and quickly undoes the lock, opens it up, and starts pulling out packages from it. So that's what was in there. Garvin enters next, and you see, like, a shiver kind of go down his spine. Like, he looks not uncomfortable to be in here, but he's never been in here, and there's an energy in here that he finds refreshing. Opal opens up the medicine cabinet all the way so that Captain Garvin can see, after she's removed the packages, that it's actually got a hole cut out so that she can look into his uh, his room. <laughs> If she moves a piece of a poster, no, <laughs> another piece of wood. Uh, Spooky. Just so you know. But right now we have something more important. Whatever is below the ship, it could come get us. There are at least... From it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's, all, I, that's all I know and was warned <coughs> about. Brummit answers last. And he looks at the three of you and then closes the door behind him. So, what do you know? 
It's coming for spirits. Is this the disgusting, dark, shadowy, scary thing down in the lower hold by any chance? Sounds about right. Yeah, I uh, I met it briefly. It was terrifying. What What is it? Would Opal know what it is based on that brief description with the other information she heard from uh, Vasily's friend? Not Vasily. Um, sorry, Vargas's friend. Yeah, I think that with the with the insight that you did um, with her, and then hearing from Enin, if you could, I'm gonna set the DC real low. Give me a religion. You will succeed, but I will tell you how much you know. Cool. Nineteen. A nineteen. A nineteen is enough to say that yes, there are creatures that prey on restless spirits. They prey on ghosts, specters, banshees, the incorporeal dead. And that is why it is so important that they somehow be shepherded to the other side, which is very difficult in Ravenloft. Very difficult indeed. This is a a creature known as a gruesome lurker that feeds on the fears of the living, but a ghost fear is particularly potent. Opal turns to Captain Garvin. What are you afraid of? I suppose I'm afraid of what everyone is afraid of. Where do we go? Are you afraid of being found out? No. No. Everyone who needs to know knows. And I've been on this ship for so long. I suppose it wouldn't matter if people knew or didn't. Hmm. Another question. Does Opal recognize the name Charlotte Stern? Give me history just real quick. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? I got an unnatural 20. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like the rest that were brought aboard the ship, you had already passed. However, since coming back, you have met a small girl, Charlotte Stern, another restless spirit aboard the ship. Hmm. One that Opal didn't take care of. Interesting. All right. Oh, I think, uh, Captain, the only thing for us to do is to go meet it head on. Or bring it to us. How, well, how do you suppose we lure it? We can perform a ceremony. We can call out to it. We could turn some, possibly some of our... Unfortunate sailors upstairs, undead. These are just guesses, of course. I just walked in the hold and it would found me. Yes, well, sometimes ignorance is best. Yeah, you're a big help. (laughs) Brummett sort of chimes in. So, if there's a thing like this on the ship, what kept it from just eating all the ghosts, ghosts to begin with? I couldn't say, other than maybe some of our new guests have uh, disrupted the balance, possibly. Wait a minute. Who on the ship is... Oh, boy. Who on the ship isn't a ghost? I mean, apart from me. That's that's the easier one. Mm Mm-hmm. Opal just holds up her hands. Not me. I'll look at Brummett and the captain. I know the captain's not natural. 
Well, I mean, okay, I've died a few times, uh, but yes, I suppose I am a ghost. What about you, Brummet? Brummet, I would lead for the two of you to roll me perception real quick. Seven. Sixteen. Sixteen is enough. You don't trust Brummet. (laughs) You don't say... Oh, nothing new. You've been able to sort of keep your eye on him, and he's just been lingering around the corner of the room. And 16 is enough to tell you that he's begun to kind of dim the lamps in here, lessen the gas. He's trying to make the room darker, or at least that's what it seems. He is, he is trying to make the room darker. Okay. As he begins to make the room darker, you can see his shadow is beginning to grow. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem like a good thing. <laughs> At that moment, <laughs> uh, Opal pulls out one black glove, shoves it in, and casts Word of Radiance. Um, and a giant light and the sound of a dog barking push through her hand. Uh, and sh- and uh, every everyone around us must... Uh, Roll for constitution. Mm. Oh, hecky, yeah. Let's do it. Opal waits for no one. Uh, This is terrible. A four. That's rough. Yeah. You said constitution? Mm -hmm. It got a three. Mm. I mean, Brummit got a three. Mm. Mm. Sounds like 2d6 damage. All right. Tell me about it. What kind? Radiant? Yeah. Nine. Is that everyone in the room? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, then um, let me roll for Garvin real quick. Bless his heart. Okay, well, he got a 16. How's that looking? How uh, how long can uh, do you think she could sustain? <laughs> is it just for a flash, probably? Is, radiant, uh, is Word of Radiance usually just for a flash? Yeah, it says- inst- Or is that a held? Yeah, it says instantaneous erupts. Yeah, so I guess that, that's it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, she casts it again. Uh, well, like trying to flick on, uh, like turn on the gas on the light next to her, like brighter and brighter. As you do that, the shadows in the side, in the back of the room begin to grow just from the force of light. That is what light does. It chases shadows to the corner as well. You can see this dark pit beginning to pull Bromit's chest apart. <laughs> she Opal pulls on a second glove and from the ground she pulls up this intense energy and she goes, and then get out of the way and like pushes it out at Brummet and his chest as she tries to banish them. What do I need to be? Charisma saving throw. Now can I get it out of the way or am I <laughs> stuck here in between them? I can't I can only take give me a give, me, yeah, give me a dexterity thr- saving throw real quick. Ooh, Maybe uh, Opal just put each hand on either side of your head so I'm, she's just talking yeah, that's directly the, into your I'm face. I'm good at the deck stuff. That's a plus seven. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna succeed. I just wanna see what it looks like. Okay. Okay, seventeen. How do you how do you dexterously avoid Oh no! Nothing, nothing quite so graceful. I'm going to hit the hit the deck and roll under the nearest table. Opal, it got a nat twenty. <gasps> oh. No, uh, I apologize. <laughs> she says to herself, "It's a new spell. It'll take time." <laughs> and as you're beginning to do that, you can hear this 
<laughs> Echoing from the folds of its flesh as something large and spindly and emaciated with its ribs, its ghostly shadowy form crawling out of the gaping gash in the front of Brummett's body. And it just unfolds itself continuously. There's no end to this creature. It fills up the entire other half of the room. Gross. Opal says, come for me, coward. <laughs> You're the one who's been putting them to sleep. Yes, as as is right, as is the way. We can't leave them here, drifting. No, no, I agree. And now they're awake. And dinner is served. Let's start with you. <laughs> Roll me initiative, and we'll come back. Fifteen. Ennen, do you want in on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Against my better judgment, I do. Twenty-one. All right. I will say both of you definitely be it, because it has, like, one dex. Um, let's go back to Mercy and Constantina, who while searching for Vasily in that hallway, have just heard the walls creaking in Opal's infirmary. What would you like to do? Is that just weird? What does that sound? I don't know. Shall we, shall we check on Opal? Maybe. Or Opal also seems very smart. Maybe she knows what's going on with what year it is. And I don't under- I'm confused. How have two years passed? There's so much that... Could have happened in between that time. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, no. And Mercy kind of skips over to the door and opens it. Now, before you skip to the door and open it, you see that there are a couple of officers from the ship that have started backing away from the door. As well, there is a crocodile and a giant crab in front of the door. Oh, that's that weird. weird. <laughs> the officers look at you with their eyes wide with panic and they're... It's just a crocodile. There's something going on. Are you okay? The blood is just the sacrifice. I sacrificed some of the crew. But it's okay now. (laughs) You can see this inky puddle begin to creep out from underneath Opal's door. And all of the gas lamps, Constantina, are flickering like they did before. Mercy, your bell is ringing. I don't know if it means Constantina, but it's never been anything good. Is Opal okay? And I'm like pushing the crab out of the way <laughs> to get to the door. <laughs> Does the crab move? And I don't think it. I don't think it cares about anything like no. that. So I think it'll it'll scuttle sideways out of out of her way. It has it has no orders to attack her, and they'll they'll do what I tell them to. It scuttles in the face of love. <laughs> oh, that's so romantic. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm like banging on the door. I'm like, Opal, Opal, are you okay? Vasily? I don't know if you're anywhere where you can hear me, Vasily, but I am calling out for you. Yeah. You hear? Yeah, Is I, his lab anywhere where I could hear them? I don't think that the pocket dimension can hear what's going on outside of it. But it's we only- left the door open. You left the door open to the laboratory? Yeah, I was going to dump the... The licorice out of it, so the door's open. That is correct. Please roll me a perception <laughs> chas- check. Heck yeah. Alright. <laughs> Let's see. Nine. No. Can I also try using... I'm going to double that up with my message spell. I don't really know where Vastly is, but if there's if she's somewhere within 120 feet range, 
Okay, so yeah. I'm emitting yeah. that and also shouting. Yeah, we've already we've already um, established that telepathy will break through. So, go ahead, Vasily. What are what are you? Bleh. So I assume we're just in the middle of tinkering or mm-hmm. whatever, and I just kind of like instinctually like throw whatever I'm holding. <laughs> just like Bleh. Nicodemus will look up. Oh, mother, is that her? Did you hear that too? Can you hear that when she does that? Well, only because you haven't closed your side. Vasily, uh, I hear every message that you get. Are, are you somewhere safe? Because if you okay. are, you should stay there. Because there's something very wrong up here, and you might be, I don't know, find somewhere to hide. Oh, mm. we. I'm with Marcy, and we're outside of Opal's um, infirmary, and there's some like liquid seeping. I don't know. It's, everything's bad, and the lights are flickering like they were when you and I met earlier. So you can come meet us, but be very careful. But if you're somewhere with your son, maybe you should stay there. She kind of looks over at Nicodemus, who is probably like, I don't know, eating something. I have no <laughs> idea. Putting something in his mouth. And she's just like, I'll come. I'll come to you. I'll come help. Where are you? Are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> Not you. You stay here. You keep finishing this. Oh, thank goodness. Um, I mean, we're near um, the the hospital, the little infirmary. In which, I, do you know what that is? Yes, and she just starts climbing out of the lab to head that way. Now the the laboratory was on the main deck. It will take you one round of movement if you're dashing to get downstairs. Yeah, she's worried about Mercy, so she'll actually dash. Yeah. Should we all roll into initiative? Yes, Mercy and Constantina both roll into initiative because on the other side of the door, Brummet, or the thing that lived inside of Brummet's skin, Ew. has Ugh. begun to cock its head up and says, Sweet music on the other side of that door. Am I the sweet music? Daisy <laughs> <laughs> boys. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Let me see. Let me know who beats a 21. Oh, oh wait, yeah. With 23. 23. I got a 21. Oh my gosh. All right. Mercy, you're top of the initiative. You are going to popcorn around. Um, you guys still got to get through the door. So uh, opening the door will be a free action. <laughs> with object mercy like is like pounding on the door and when she hears some like creepy voice inside she's gonna kick it open with her hoof <gasps> yeah i love action mercy so much <laughs> yeah okay and this thing twists its head and you can hear this dry cracking of its bones as its chin comes all the way onto the back of its shoulders and it grins so wide at you, you think maybe that smile will crack its face in half. What are you? I'm so hungry. Mercy, go! And she sees that the creature is like, kind of like poised to attack Opal. And this is probably a really dumb idea. I'm but ready. Mercy is gonna, like, her face is gonna get a little angry, like my face right now. And she's going to say, no, stay away from her! Um, and she's just gonna, like, book it towards this weird liquidy creature and jump inside of it and then thunderstep. I'm sorry, did you say jump inside of it? 
Yes. You said it was like liquidy, like it's gooey. Oh, yes. It is. It is uh, rather like venom as it is crawling out of his skin. So, yes. Okay. She's gonna I'm ready. jump inside of it <laughs> and then thunder step. She do a kaboom. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tell me about it. Mercy's reckless. Okay. Um, she sees Opal is in danger uh, and she books it towards the creature before anyone can stop her pushing past the crab and the crocodile and and in and everyone in the room. Um, and she's going to kind of like dive towards the creature. Um, and the second she like touches it or like falls into the goop. She's going to trigger her thunder step, uh, and the creature needs to make a constitution saving throw, DC 15. Okay. As you trigger your thunder step, you can feel it, its body sucking at your limbs as it's attempting to grapple you. Okay. So let me- This feels bad. Yeah. So if you- Oh, it got an eight. All right. And you are able to break out of its grapple with this thunder step. Yes. Well, I would also be teleporting. Yeah. Um, and then was the eight it's trying to grapple me or was it? That was its uh, saving throw. Oh, okay. Then it's going to take 40, 10 thunder damage. All right. Read that out to me. 23 thunder damage. Oh gosh. Um, she's going to like explode out of the creature and then teleport right next to Opal. Okay. All right. Who's next, dear? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess Opal can go next. Oh, yeah. Opal, Opal's, Opal's amazed and shocked and just... Are you okay? You have to go. And she reaches... No, you have to go. <laughs> no, you. And no, you. <laughs> <laughs> she reaches up a hand, a white gloved hand, black gloved, sorry, and uh, cradles Mercy's face or reaches, I guess, across. About the same way, um, and cups Mercy's head. And you see these red... And black flower petals swirl around them in a cyclone until they've gathered above like a rain cloud and fall down onto Mercy's skin before glowing and absorbing into it as she casts resistance on Mercy. Aww. You have 1d4 on uh, to add the number to a saving throw. The magic is so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, maybe now he's Nazi time and oh, oh, okay. It's okay. It's protection. Okay. <laughs> And popcorn time. Dang. Um, it's just that creature, huh? Hmm. No, no, no one else though, right? So it can't popcorn back to itself. No, that's the only thing that's got a uh a- antagonistic initiative. All right, then over to Enon. Hmm. Well, this is a fine kettle of fish. I'm hurt. I haven't uh, had a chance to heal yet or take a rest from our battle on the deck, so I'm not in great shape, but uh, can't let this go unchallenged. So from underneath the table, I will pull out my Seeker Dart, Seek, and throw it at the disgusting creature. There's no two-hit roll. As long as it is within range of 120 feet, the dart will strike. Spooky. When the dart reaches okay. its target, um, it needs to make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, it takes uh, electrical damage, lightning damage. I got an 8. I'll roll. Hmm. Well, it's not going to take that much lightning damage, frankly. 
It's only going to take eight. Okay. I don't know. After that 23, it's like anything now mm-hmm. is like. Ah. So there's a, there's a crackle of lightning, <laughs> a smell of burning ozone in the air, and a bright flash of a, a electrical light, like a teeny tiny storm uh, has exploded against the creature. Oh, absolutely. Whenever you threw the dart, the creature actually reached out its sort of uh, tar-like hand and enveloped it in its fist. And just, you heard this gurgling laugh, this, <laughs> as it exploded in its fist, it's, ah! Ha! And Take it that. splats against, its hand starts splatting against the wall, and you can see it start to ooze down the wall and crawl back towards its creature. Let's see here. I don't have enough of an action left to rise from the floor where I'm hiding, so I'll take a move action and crawl out from underneath the table uh, into the room so that I can uh, get back to my feet next turn. Who are you going to popcorn to? Um, let's see. Is there anyone else in the room who has a call? Where's Gar- Captain Garvin here? Captain Garvin is cowering in the back corner. Mm-hmm. Typical. Great. I will shout at him, make yourself useful, and popcorn over to him. Uh, Garvin will sort of struggle to take his saber out of the the scabbard. Well, I only really have one talent, and I've sort of- Pretend it's a woman! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not even my imagination is that strong. Wow. But good doctor, if you'd like to indulge me later tonight, you know, if we live through this. No, never. Oh, Mercy glares at, at Captain Garbage. Oh, that's all right. I <laughs> Captain Garbage. I'm so mad. He deserves it though. Uh, Captain Garvin will. Um, uh, you over there, duel, <laughs> and uh, set himself up to dodge. <laughs> Captain Garvin's gonna popcorn to the creature, the gruesome lurker. Which begins to stretch out these long, slimy tendrils of this black ichor and douse each of the gas lamps. And you can hear its echoing, (laughs) and then a as it vanishes. And this room is very dark now. Uh, Is it still here? Who's here? Hello? There did it go. I'm going to popcorn to Constantina. Of course, it's still well, here. Well, hell. Um, okay, I... <sighs> I... <laughs> I'm running so low on spells. I made a lot of bad choices lately. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire to see if it will out... Like, because I don't know... Oh, I'm not in the... Am I in the room yet? I don't think I am, but the door is... Yeah, so I will... I will step into the room... Um, and I'm going, yeah, I'm going to, ugh, this is a good use of my spells. Feels like a bad use of my spells, but you know, ugh, I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah, so I cast fairy fire in which, um, each object in a 20 foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet. Oh, my light is like reddish. Um, any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails, a, uh, fails a dexterity saving throw. So if the creature is in the room still, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I am very angry. And so you do see it appear behind Enin. 
where it appears to be like lurking in a corner behind Denon. Um, ah, it's there. And <laughs> I shout um, very, very subtly. And I think that will be, gosh, I'm running so low. Um, that's going to be all I do for this round. So, um, is that the end of the, I think that's everyone in the room. Okay. Yep. Vasily will have, will be outside of the door to the infirmary. Who would you like to start the next round? Um, I will do the monster to get it out of the way. <laughs> then the monster will attempt to grapple. And then, sorry, it gets it gets advantage on its grapples. Let's see what. Why do I? Why do I insist on putting my dice away as soon as I use them? <laughs> well, show's over. All right, let's see. Okay, seventeen. Okay, so it got a dirty twenty <laughs> to grapple and then. And it's going to try and use its fear eater ability <clears throat> now. And then you are. Very, you are very familiar with this type of ability, so I will give you advantage to roll and make a wisdom saving throw because it has already affected you today. Advantage against being frightened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, despite my familiarity, I think I'm afraid my best save is an eight. You're going to take 3d6 psychic damage. Here we go. Ouch. And be stunned. Oh, oh geez. There it is. Eleven psychic damage. And you will be stunned. How you doing? Pretty bad, but not quite dead yet. Uh, so, eyes glaze over in fear. I will shake like a jelly that is melting and uh, cower, stunned, unable to move. <laughs> this thing will... Give a long, languorous smell to the top of your head. Sort of. Ew. How long I've waited to eat. I will popcorn to Vasily, who is now unseen. Okay, so I guess the door's still open, right? I'm outside the door. Yeah, I-, I don't think anybody closed the door after they came <laughs> in. <laughs> would we live in a barn? Like, come on, kids. Um, Letting all Vasily's AC out. She kind of storms in and looks around quickly and sees that Mercy's over with Opal. And then she looks for Constantina and she wants to go stand near Constantina. I don't know if my movement will allow that. I don't know. Mm, No, you used your movement to get to the door. You do have an action. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm going to yell at you, (laughs) Constantina, and be like, what's going on? Are you do it? Can I tell that you look tired? You said you're kind of out of spell slots. Is that a visible um, thing for you? Yeah, I would say that my hair is probably a little more disheveled than usual, and my eyes are glowing very brightly. Okay. Um, what what's going on? Why did you? And she just kind of looks around and sees this giant nasty thing. Vasily, <laughs> I will give you a free perception roll. Yay! I love perception rolls. Oh, I got a nat 20, so 22. A nat 20 is enough to tell you that her eyes are, they have taken on that golden cast, and her fangs are showing. She, like, reaches into her pocket and pulls out one of the red vials and tosses it to Constantina. I'm not going to make you roll to catch it. You're just going to catch it because it looks cool. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you. But it just smashes oh, against okay. the ground. <laughs> just lick it up. <laughs> Blah. Whatever <laughs> necessary. Drink that. <laughs> it just goes straight out the window. <laughs> I've got two more. It's fine. It's dark, so I should make you roll with disadvantage. I have but dark vision. You're just gonna, yeah, you're just going to catch it. It's fine. Constantina, drink that. We'll get you back after you turn, but you need to you need to be strong right now because that thing looks very frightening. Okay. Do I need to drink it now? Oh. <laughs> you you can only drink yeah. potions on your turn. Uh, but it, yeah, and that will is be that your instruction action. to me. Vasily's just like, are you asking me to to th- oh, yeah when it's my turn to drink it? Then okay, just I'm just that's mm-hmm, more of a clarification mm-hmm. for me. Okay, got it. Yes. And then I kind of stay in the doorway. Who are you going to popcorn to? Um, to Opal. Excellent. Opal turns from Mercy, and uh, Enin is about five feet away. You would say, with under his little cute blanket. <laughs> All right. Um, she holds out her her palms. And says to Enin, "Thank you for preparing the patient," and two. Thin blades of flame come up from her palms. She swivels them around her wrists and says, but now it's time for the doctor or some other trash. Um, <laughs> the doctor is in and oh then God, is going, and then is going to attempt to cut the lurker from rot to crotch with her <gasps> two sacred flames. Oh my gosh. Spooky. Okay. Mercy swoons. <laughs> DK swoons. <laughs> the lurker swoons. It's just like, oh, I deserve this, please. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh, so spooky. Um, it got a 18. 18. Oh. It'll just feel like a gentle, hot massage. <laughs> and, she, and she'll... Does it take half? Um, no, I don't think it takes... It doesn't say anything. It takes... It, what the heck yeah, if it's a cantrip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I don't know why I forgot that Sacred Flame was a cantrip. Because I made it sound so cool. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> she did make it sound cool. All right, well, Opal's going to popcorn over to Mercy then. Okay. Um. <laughs> um let's see. Um, Mercy is going to see Opal right next to the creature and Enin in its grasp. Um, and she is going to, um, gosh, what does this look like? I feel like she holds out her gauntlet, hand closed, and when she opens it, there's like a little bit of mist in the gauntlet. Um, and it floats towards Enin and the creature. Um, and she is going to twin cast levitate on them. Um, the creature gets a saving throw. I don't think Enin does because he's stunned. I'm incapacitated, so probably not. Yeah. So it's a constitution saving throw. Uh, okay, then it only got a 13. A 13 will not make it. Um, and so using this mist that she's using to levitate them, she's going to keep Enin on the ground uh, and force the creature's movement up so that he is no longer grappled. Yeah, the creature will... Um, you'll start to hear like this sickening suction as the creature's tendrils come up off of Enin, and it flattens itself against the ceiling. Yeah, she Marcy, like, squishes it up there with a cloud, and she's, like, concentrating really hard to separate Thank them. Thank you. 
Um, <laughs> and then I will popcorn over to. I'm oh, sorry, a car is going by. I will popcorn over to Constantina. All right. Um, I unstop her the potion that Vasily drew me, and they say, I, I trust you, and then I knock it back and going to turn it into a wire jackal. Wait, <laughs> that? Go ahead and describe the beginning of this transformation. It always starts in my chest. I always feel like a burning sensation, and it starts to to spread into my limbs. Um, and I like to think that my limbs kind of transform first. They elongate, and these like huge like claws come out. Um, and then the rest of my body starts to shift, including my face. And so these little ears come out. Like, it's not little. They're, this isn't supposed to be cute. This is supposed to be, like, scary and ferocious. I'm like, I'm a little weird jackal. Um, <laughs> um, and then my teeth, my fangs get really, like, elongated. Um, and my nose turns into, like, this, like, snout. And I, you kind of hear this, like, this, like, grotesque creaking and cracking noises as my bones, like, shift into this form. Um, and all this fur, um, sprouts off. I don't really know what happens to my clothes. I, I guess they rip and I'm, I don't know. Am I, am I naked? Am I naked wear jackal? Um, do wear jackals wear clothes? <laughs> are you, are you transforming into your full jackal form or your half I would jackal say, form? well, I don't know what the potion does, but I'm assuming if it's supposed to, I would say half. Okay. Then your clothes are intact. They are, they're ripped, but otherwise on your body because you haven't, like, changed so much that you're, like, not bipedal. Um, so yeah, so I am now a wetter jackal. So does that, do I still have an action on this move or does that use up that? You will have an action okay. next. Okay. Who would you like to popcorn to? Um. It's the start of the round. Ooh, is it a is it a free action for me to put on my sunglasses as after she transforms really cool in the background? <laughs> You've already used your free action. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. Yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just hard rock music playing. Oh, I'll begrudgingly All also right. allow it, I guess, since it's still my turn. <laughs> um, I will. I guess I will popcorn to um, to. Just yes. as an FYI, because it's the beginning of the round, you can always popcorn to yourself. Has Enin gone? I was stunned, so that makes me incapacitated. I'm not sure if I'm recovered yet or not. Can I popcorn to Enin? Yeah, I think on your turn, it doesn't say you can't try to break a stun, so I think on your turn you can try and break the stun. Uh, okay, uh, is that a save? Or is that... Let's do, um, let's do wisdom saving throw. 13. No. no, I'm still stunned still and stunned. still shivering and quaking on the floor. Ugh, get it away, get it off, get it off, Sorry, get it yeah. off, get it off. <laughs> Do we think Enin's crocodile and crab would come in at some point after hearing him? Enin, have you shouted? Well, I've been shouting. <laughs> okay. I haven't. Do you think that your crocodile and crab would come in or they would kill the mm, officers? Let's see. What does it say about them? Sorry, not to. Like, his companions, no, you're fine. and they act on his turn. So uh, it just says they do, you know, he commands them and they do what he wants. You know what? I'm going to say it's fine. 
Okay, so I will uh, I will shout at the at the uh, crab and the crocodile. Get 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 it! Get the shadow! Get it! Kill it! Now this shadow is attached to the ceiling. Do you think? Hmm. Could they ready an action? Yeah, maybe ready an action for if it falls or appears on the ground. Yeah, they can do that. <laughs> the crocodile climbs on top of the crab and they just <laughs> Re- rears up on its hind legs and. Uh... Crocodiles can like climb trees and stuff. Oh, don't say that. No, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. All right, so they'll ready an action for if it, I guess, is on the ground or. That makes sense. Uh, I, I just told them to get it, so they'll get it when they can. Yeah. Who would you like to popcorn to? Uh, let's see here. Mercy. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Mercy is still concentrating on her levitate. If you are on the target, move only by pushing. You can change the target's altitude. Okay, it's not an action or anything. Um, so Mercy will see the crab and uh, alligator like on their hind legs, like, trying to snap at this thing. Um, and she's going to float the cloud down so that it's, like, in their claws and jaws. Gosh. So spooky. So yes. beautiful. All right. <laughs> I'll float. Then, do they take the opportunity? So the question is, do they take the opportunity to get it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Roll those attacks. All right. One giant crab snapping with its uh, two pincers. Let's see. It's an 18 with one pincer claw and a 13 with the other. That's rough. Yeah, though 18 hits. That's uh, bludgeoning damage. It's just ordinary physical damage of five points, but it's a DC 11 to gra- uh, to escape its grapple. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it is it is the one who is grappled. It got an 18. Okay, so the uh, it's not grappled. The crocodile, on the other hand... Make sure I'm using this appropriately. Okay. Not exactly a fierce combatant. Uh, the attack of the bite is um, a 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, seven points of damage, and it's a DC 12 to escape the crocodile's grapple. Oh my gosh. Why did <laughs> I <laughs> give you these? creatures? Oh, it got a 19 on the die. Ugh, it's, it's just made of shadow. Yeah. It just, like, oozes through its teeth. Um, and then for her action, so Mercy was, like, concentrating really hard to, like, lower it precisely to where these creatures could attack. But then she, like, looks past it a little and sees Opal standing next to that area, winking and flirting with her. Um, and, like, she had started to cast another spell, but she gets distracted um, and accidentally casts a chaos bolt. <laughs> oh, gosh. Kill I'm me. so ready. Um, what's my plus to hit? So it's 17. Does that hit? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Um, and we'll say this African Jade one will determine the type of damage. I'm casting this at level two. Too spooky. So 10, 12, 17, and it was a one. Oh, I don't know if this will do anything. Uh, I don't even remember what I just said. 10, 12, 17 acid damage. Yeah, it does something. Cool. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, you can hear you can hear its like sort of slimy skin kind of sizzle underneath this acid, acidic bolt that you've just cool. sent towards it. Gross. And you can hear it, it when it screams. It's like a tea kettle whistling. Oh, 
Um, and Mercy doesn't even notice. She's just making googly eyes across the room uh, at Opal. And then I will popcorn over to Vasily. Vasily's like glaring across the room the whole time. Like, <laughs> um, am I within range to approach and stand like within an arm's distance of Constantina? Yes. This room is less okay. than 30 feet. Cool. I will do that. I will just like not touch her, but like be very close to her and then reach into my jacket and pull out kind of this little paper ball that's kind of looks like it's made of two different paper mache bits and like crush it and it turns into a ball of black fire. And I want to try to cast Firebolt at this creature. Try to toss this at him. So that is a dirty 20. Ooh. Yeah, it hits. Okay, so it's 2d10, 4, and 6, so 10. Mm-hmm. And you can see as its skin begins to sort of boil and bubble. Now, this is very important that like you can see this with your, your sort of um, abyssal red-black vision. It glistens as it does that, and you can see it writhing and wriggling in the jaws of this crocodile. So before my turn ends, I want to just kind of Your put a hand on Constantina's arm and shout to Mercy, like, catch it on fire. Your dagger is growing warm at your waist. Ooh, okay. Thanks, I hate it. Um... I will popcorn to Constantina. Have you went this round? Have we restarted I don't think so. Round? I think me and Enon were at the end of the round. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I popcorn to you. I am going to. So technically in my stats, I have a long sword, but can I change it to be my sickle? Because I don't think Constantina would have a long sword. That's in the wear jackal stats. Yeah, you can, that could be your yeah. sickle. <laughs> I don't like magically get a sword. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, that would be so cool. How long? <laughs> like, she a long sword. <laughs> um, the reason I asked is because I get two attacks. Um, so one with my bite, and one the other one oh, I'm yeah, going to sure. use my sickle instead. So just, just, just clarifying that that's how I'm doing. Yeah, it. absolutely. Um, but first, I would like to. Okay, I would like to. Ugh, I don't know how bite. I'm going to attempt to do my bite on this ooze. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Please jump on the crab and then bite it. Yeah, I have enough movement for that. I will jump on the crab and then bite it. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, uh, so I will allow it. <laughs> that is uh, pretty good. Okay. Um, 23 to hit. To, to chomp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You get it. I you crunch it. Is there something to crunch? I guess it has like some sort of structure that's most that's covered by ooze. No? No, it doesn't crunch. Uh, it's more of a squish. It slurps. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um, that was, was your choice. That, this is true. I deserve this. Um, five piercing damage on the bite. And then I'm going to do um, my second attack with my sequel. Um, so I'm using my special magical sickle. I guess I wouldn't know this I'm in my half wear jackal state, but does my sickle seem to be doing anything weird? No, your sickle's not okay. doing anything. Um, 18 right for that second for my sickle. 
Okay. Yeah, you hit and it. And that is, gosh, neither of these do very much damage, but that's okay. Um, that is four points of slashing damage. Okay. Now, as you're doing this and you're biting into this this creature and you're you're slashing into it with your sickle, you can hear something nudging at your mind that's let me in. You don't have to end it this way. You have so much untapped potential. I can show you. We can control it together. They will fear you. You will be the she-wolf of the mists. All will tremble before you. I can give you power, control, blood, revenge. What would your brother say if he knew that you could have that power and you gave it up? Don't you want to make the world a better place? Do I... Do I recognize this voice? Am I still enough of Constantina to make decisions like Constantina would? Or am I just too much in the haze of being a hybrid right now? I will allow you to roll a charisma saving throw. And if anybody would like to give Constantina your inspiration, you can roll with advantage. I actually still have mine, so why don't I just use it? Yes. Oh, I yeah, like to you can it. use yours. Wow, I was trying to be a selfless friend, Save but it sure. for you, though. You might need it. We die. Um, okay. Where's my saving throw? There's no inspiration. <laughs> um, okay, that's really... I'm rolling really good with my real, with my new pretty dice. So, blessed. Um, that is okay. a 21. You are enough of Constantina to make a clear-headed decision. Okay, so as this voice comes through, I... I remember from my training in the Matchbook Menagerie that we were taught how to infiltrate people's minds and try to convince them to do things. Um, and that is what I sense is happening now. So I'm going to uh, reject or try to like almost like push it out. I don't know if I can respond to it at all. As you push it out of your mind, you can feel it ooze out of your jaws and then puddle uselessly on the floor as it dies. <laughs> That was a, a buzzet. Okay. Later, not magic that I am familiar with. That's the it. creature is dead. It is dead. Uh, and then you can feel your body. Uh, oh, that sucked. Can I can I bottle up its remains? Is it oozing on the floor? Yeah. Um. Roll me a d twenty. You will get at least one bottle. Under ten, you get one. 15 to 20, you get three. All right. Six. Why? You're going to collect the... (laughs) I'm going to make something cool. Something... You're going to make something dangerous. I can't wait to get off this ship. I'm going to make something useful. Opal, are you okay? Viva's not in your lap. Did you make it? Uh, No, I'm... Do not make constructs of any kind like that. Um, It was coming for me because... It can find. She sort of turns so her back's to the rest of the room. <laughs> it's looking for spirits. For ghosts? Like Vargisi's friend? Yes. But why? Because. And then she sort of looks at Mercy's lips and leans forward with her face. 
Um, Mercy's eyes are just locked with Opal's eyes. And as uh, Opal's lips touch Mercy's for but a second, she sort of phases through her slightly and then comes back. Because I am a specter. Oh, figures. (laughs) No one asked you. (laughs) Listen, you at least seem reasonable. Can I get off this tub? Of course. You're a ghost? Yes. And I help ferry other ghosts to death. I help them so that they are not stuck here, abandoned, like my soul was. You work for death? I work for the lady. The lady. Death is a lady. My death is a lady. I... I guess... That is important work to shepherd the spark of life to death so he doesn't come back for more. But if you are a ghost, how come everyone else can see you? Usually only I can see the ghosts. That I am not quite sure of, other than I am here to make sure that certain spineless captains do not do to others what he did to me. She's casting. Opal casts her eyes down at uh, Captain uh, Garbin. Captain Garbage. (laughs) Yeah, Captain Garbage is looking, like, pointedly looking (laughs) everywhere but at you. Um, Mercy will look over at him angrily. What did you do? Also, my name is Mercy. Nice to meet you. Delighted to meet you, uh, Miss Mercy. Is that correct? Miss Mercy. Miss Albrecht. Miss Albrecht. That is a beautiful singular name. Are you hungry? Don't be gross. I don't understand. What did you do to my friend? It's not an uncommon maritime tradition. Sometimes, you know, we can't get to land and bury people, so we cast them overboard. There was a plague. I couldn't have my crew catching it. Hmm. Except that I wasn't quite dead. And that's when I called out to Wee Joss, who helped me. In exchange. Technically accurate, yes. Does it hurt to be stuck here? Mm. Would you rather be in the Grey Realms? I have a purpose here. Something I understand, and it is occasionally graced by a cloud drifting over the sky, or the beautiful foam on the wave that goes by the name of Mercy. I've never met anybody else, aside from my family and everybody back home who I grew up with, (laughs) who understands why I do what I do. And she just kind of walks close to Opal um, and tries to hold her hand. Is it like all ghosty right now? No, you right can't. You, she, she, she turns it back on. No. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she okay. does switch the color of her glove, though. So Nice. To the hand holding Yeah, color. back to red. <laughs> or back to uh, yellow. <laughs> Opal, she asked you if you've ever wanted to leave to go to the Grey Realms, and that is when you feel 
this tugging at your heart or where your heart ought to be. Opal, I am offering you a chance to call your work done and go home. If you go home with the gruesome lurker gone, every restless spirit aboard this ship will go with you. Are we talking, excuse me, are we talking triple digits here, or, uh... There's only about five or six. As Opal is considering this, uh, Mercy's, like, holding Opal's hand, and she's turning happily to Constantina and Vasily, and she said, Opal understands me, and she's going to stay Visas, and I think she's going to adventure Visas forever! We made a new friend, I'm so happy! Vasily's, like, digging her nails into Constantina's jackal arm. Just, like, gripping very hard. And then the captain um, approaches you and tells you, Well, we're not too far from the styes, my friend. I can drop you off there. You can catch a, a skiff back to the mainland. The best idea I've had all day. Excellent. And um, if you could just keep this... Look, I understand you have to see your employer, but um, would you like an advance for the re- what you would have served for the rest of the trip, just for your troubles and your discretion? Coin doesn't interest me, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you where you can donate it to a worthy cause. Fantastic! I love charity. Opal is wondering. What would happen to Captain Garvis? Because that is her other main concern. Captain Garvin is tied to this ship. He will wander the seas the rest of his days as penance. Then Opal thinks I have to stay with him to make sure he doesn't continue his bad practices. Will you also shepherd these ghosts? Yes. Your choice is made. You will not pass on. And neither will they. The sun is rising. The night has passed. What do you do in these last few moments? Fastly? I went to go gloat to Ingrid. I think it went very well, and we are going to be friends. Um, But we met Constantina along the way, and... We found out that it's been two years since we left Kartakis. No, it hasn't. That's not possible. That's that's not possible. It's never happened to me before. We've traveled a lot, and that's never happened. That doesn't make any sense. Constantina said said her friend said it was two years later and I talked to Ingrid and she said a very specific year and that year is two years later from the year it's supposed to be well I wouldn't trust Ingrid she's really dumb but I don't understand how is we haven't been gone that long I don't I don't know that's enough time for the entire world to change have you seen Vardgis? I haven't. The year is 738. I haven't seen Vargas in a little while. Should we be worried? We should tell him. Um, I don't know what this means. I don't either. 
Opal hands Mercy one more vial of her own lavender-scented smelling salts. Gosh. Thank you, Opal. Thank you. You all are welcome to leave at any time. Look what you did to my infirmary. We're stuck on a ship. You're welcome to leave this room. No one asked you to stay. You certainly don't look sick. In the body, but maybe the head. You look very pale and death-like. Very, yeah, you cut me to my quick again. Well, I know. (laughs) I can't, I can't with this nerd flirting. Mercy's just like, staring like out into space, like daydreaming. You hear a, a very timid rap at the door. Hello, the door is open. Ingrid pokes her head in. I'm... I've been waiting in the mess hall for hours. Oh, I'm sorry, Zervas, a gooey monster, and we had to fight it. And then we, then we fell in love, and now I have these salts. Constantine, are you still? Um, how long has it been <laughs> since the end of our? This has been like all night. So yeah, I guess I'm still. I guess when Ingrid sees me, I still am. Yeah, Ingrid, like her eyes widen, and she's just. <laughs> I will wait in my room. Oh no! This is this is this is Vasily. Remember Vasily? Um, and and this is Opal, my girlfriend. She is gone. We are going to be together forever, or at least until we get to the next dock. Unfortunately. Wait, what? I, I have to stay here, Mercy. It's it's the right thing to do to make sure that the captain doesn't sully souls. But do I have Vasily Constantina Zoom? Should we stay, or are we going on the next? Uh, We're not staying on the ship. Captain Garvin actually sort of steeples his fingers and says, that would be a problem, you see. The crew never really leaves the ship for a reason. Oh, I saw it. You gave me the salt, and I saw it meant we would be together forever. The longer you stay on the ship, the harder it is to leave. You are my first girlfriend. It's okay. It's fine. I'm fine. It's oh, fine. We, we I'm fine. mercy, I'm fine, mercy. We have, and I just oh, run out of the room. I was gonna say we have at least three days. Mercy just screams, "I'm fine, Vasily," and just like flees. Vasily okay. follows her, but isn't happy about it. Ingrid has already fled back to her room. So in the last few moments, um, Mercy and Constantina, when you leave the room, Vasily, when you leave the room, Enin, when you leave the room, Mercy, it's you that sees Vargas sort of stalking back to his own cabin. And there's some manner of steam coming off of his silk shirt. And when he looks up with, at you, you can see bruises under one of his eyes. And he shakes his... No, no, I... Tripped. Uh, I've just been having such a, a wild night. I need, um... I need to, uh... Go back to my cabin and get some sleep. And he waves you off and you can see blood on the knuckles of his 
white gloves. But not the right one. That right glove is gone. And as he reaches forward and grips the handle of that door, you can see this mass of scars on his right arm underneath his tattered sleeve. And he sort of inclines his eyes towards you and then back to the door, slips inside and closes it. That is where we'll end for tonight. Are you still there? You're sending help, right? They can find me and any survivors at talesfromthemiss.com, at MissTalesDnd on Twitter, or on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Please help us, Mistwalkers. Walkers.